On the lounge. I'm Margo. And I'm Jess. And this is our podcast. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Hey Jess, where can people find us? You can find us on Instagram at Ladies on the Lounge. Give us a follow. And some likes, because we want to be Insta famous. Yes! Hello, Jessica. Hello, Margo. Oh, you sound a little different. Let's tell people Uh why. I'm at my house and you're at your house. That's correct. Because there is a raging bushfire right near you. There would be a bushfire right near my house in the middle of the suburb that we thought it was probably safest for me to just stay home. Yes. In case anything happened. That's right. But I don't think it will. I called my mum before and she's all like, you're in like a concrete apartment. I'm sure it will be fine. Yeah. And you're, and you're high up. Oh, not yeah. that high. You're only a floor up, aren't you? Yeah. But it's... No, not something you normally have to worry about living in a suburb. No, and then when I was watching the live helicopter feed of it, I didn't realise there was so much bush near you. I know. <laughs> watching the, the helicopter fly over and you're like, oh, look at all those damn trees. I know. I did not realize. I mean, I realized there was a reserve near you, but like, I didn't realize it was so big. Like, it's like having Parramatta Park next to you. Yeah. It's huge. Where they're getting the water from, you mean? Sorry? Where they're getting the water from or where the fire's from? No, where the fire's from. Like That just looks like a little, like, like, when you look at it on the map, it's just a little park, like a little reserve in between houses. Yeah, but then it stretches for ages. Yeah. Mm. It's quite long. So. Anyway. Anyway, so, uh, excuse the bad sound quality, but this is what we're doing today. (laughs) Best we could do. All right. So also, excuse if you hear the chopper go over. It's really, really loud and yeah. it rattles the windows. Or if there's, like, wind near my house because the wind is really strong today. So it's like here where we live, it's like 41 degrees Celsius, which I looked up, which is – oh, what did I say? I think it's like – what did I say it was? It's one – what is it? It's 106 degrees Fahrenheit. So and That's hot. It's hot. And then and then last summer, our summer's got up to 48 degrees, which is like about 119 degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, we're, only, yeah, we're only in spring, and it's already this hot. I oh, know. So, all right. God help us. <laughs> Did, have you put up your Christmas tree yet? Yeah. I mean, my cousin helped me when she was staying over during the week. Oh, that's good. Yes, well, I plan to do it with my children and watch a Christmas movie, but they didn't want to help me, so I did it and listened to Alfred Hitchcock music. <laughs> so, like, I'm I'm putting up Christmas trees, and there's the psycho theme. Wee, 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 wee. So random. <laughs> and Holly was like, what are you listening to, Mum? And I was like, it's my happy place. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, Leave me alone. She wouldn't help you so much she can. Yeah. So, oh. I heard something really interesting in the news this week about COVID testing in our state, New South Wales. Oh, God. My dad is trying to call me. Hang on. Let me just switch to him for a sec. Hello? Hello? You got power? Yeah, I've got power. How's it gone? Oh, you know there's a fire right near Jessica's house, my friend, in North Mead. Yeah, I know. Uh, Charles something reserved. Yeah. 
I've got to go because we're recording our podcast over the phone. Okay, right, bye. Okay, bye. Hello? Hey. My dad just called me to tell me that there's no power at his house. That's right. Yeah. So he goes, he goes, do you have power? And I was like, yes. Uh, we're only a street away, so I hope mine doesn't go off. I need my air con. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. If this fire causes my power to go off, I'm going to be, like, super annoyed. Yeah. I'm, off. I'm going to my mum's anyway. Yeah. Well, if my power goes off, I'm just going to go sit in my dad's pool. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, so I heard something interesting about COVID testing we're doing in New South Wales because now it's been, like, two weeks with no community contracted cases. Con- uh-huh. Contracted? Contacted. Contracted. And what our Premier is doing is they're testing our sewerage. Yeah. You can also see if people have had it and it's, you know, it was a month ago that they had it. So they yeah. can even timestamp through our shit, how long it's been since people have had COVID. I mean, I think that's amazing. Yeah, like, because there was an outbreak out at Ralph Hill, like, they found in the sewage, but yeah. I don't even know if any cases were found from that. And then recently there's another one around Liverpool, like, where I work. Mm. They found it there as well, so they kind of put out a release. I think it was only last weekend. It was like, you know, if you're from this area, if you work in this area and you get in the sick, get tested immediately. Yeah. Like, blah, 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 because they don't know, obviously, where it's come from, or like, you know, if someone's got it, but they just haven't been tested, but they're isolating at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they just don't know. And there's a lot of, like, little insular communities, people that don't speak very much English, that I think are a little bit afraid to come forward, because they'll be shunned in their own community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's very, um, you know, kind of hush-hush, so whether or not, um, you know, it's coming from there, which is, you know. Yeah. You need to tell me about all the Grammy drama. Oh, oh yeah. What was I going to say about it? Hmm. Harry B nominated for three awards. Yeah. The, um, but it's the same every year. Like, people are, like, outraged that they're not nominated or, like, fans are outraged that certain people aren't nominated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, The Weeknd had come out and said... You know, he had that huge song, like, what was it? Blinding Lights. Mm-hmm. That'd been number one, like, that album just went through the roof. It was number one for a long, long time. He didn't get one nomination. Yeah, that's weird. You know what I mean? Like, and you're like, so it's like the Grammys don't reflect the charts. They're kind of their own insular thing, which I don't know whether it's appropriate, but it's not, like, fan-based at all. It's kind of like the Academy for the Academy Awards kind of thing. Yeah. So he was pissed off about that. Justin Bieber got nominated for like a pop album when his most recent album was R&B. Yeah. He wasn't nominated as R&B. But he kind of went out like thankful for being nominated, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, this album was an R&B album. It's designed as an R&B album. It's composed like an R&B album. Like, if you're going to nominate me, thank you very much. But why am I in the R&B category, basically? Just because mm. you used to do pop doesn't mean he does pop all the time. Yeah. You you know what I mean? So it's, it's just controversy. But it happens every year. Yeah. And then what was the, the weekend came out with his face all bandaged? What was that about? I think that's from the video clip, isn't it? Oh, is it from the video clip? I don't know. I saw like a press photo of him. Like in it's, it's from the, the film clip. Oh, okay. Alright. Have you but heard? I'm happy, I'm happy Harry's nominated. Yes. He's he, the first... He's the first you 
know, person from One Direction to be nominated. Um, I hope he goes. I mm-hmm. hope he's at the ceremony. I hope he rocks up. But, you know, during the week as well, he won an American Music Award and he won at the ARIA Award, the Australian one. Oh, for he what? Won the ARIA for Best International Act. Mm. Um, he's won, he won that in 2017 as well. So this is his second time winner. Oh, yes, and the ARIA Awards are Australia's Music Awards. Australia's Music Awards. So, and yeah, they give one international award. The rest all go to Australian artists. So, mm. that's, yeah, Harry's second one. That's <gasps> really cool. So exciting. Yeah, and he did like a little like thank you video, you know, how much he loves Australia, how he can't wait to get here, and how's everyone safe, and he'll get here as soon as it's safe to come out, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, we love you. <laughs> I'm like, I love you. <laughs> Oh, well, I want to get on to this. Vanessa Hudgens, have you seen a picture of her new boyfriend? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm Vanessa Hudgens, to be honest. Well, she was dating that, was he a Glee actor or something or someone? Like, he was like a little teeny bop actor too, like her. For years they yeah, were together. Something. Yeah, that blonde boy. Yeah. Well, so she's broken up with him at the beginning of the year, and now she's dating a Major League Baseball player called Cole Tucker. My God, wait till you see the photo. He looks like he has a full-on mullet. I mean, he does have a baseball cap on, so who the hell knows what his head looks like on top. But he has, like, shoulder-length ringlet curly hair. Like, it looks like a mullet. Ew, why? I don't know, because it's in to be, like, 80s, 90s now. But, like, I don't know. I wonder uh, where these people meet. Like, where do you meet a Major League Baseball player? I had a baseball game, probably. Oh, I guess so. All right. Oh. Like a little after party. Yes. Well, have you seen that Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin are not pleased about Amelia Gray, their youngest daughter, dating Scott Disick? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see. Like we said this before, like, I just don't think it's appropriate for him to be dating someone so young. I saw a picture of her there recently, so I didn't know what she looked like. Yeah. She kind of looks like a Kardashian. Like, she looks like yeah. a younger version of Courtney. She does. Yeah, she does. Well, that's what everyone said about Sophie Ritchie, too. Yeah, he definitely has a type. Yeah. But, um... I know, I just, I think she's pretty generic looking. She's just got brown hair. She's got, like, her mum's bigger lips. And, yeah, I don't know. But I did notice, like, her recent photographs. Like, she's really posing like a Kardashian, like, trying to get her butt out. Because I noticed that, um, like, Scott Disick, he was always, like, smacking Courtney's butt. So, obviously, he likes bottoms. So, yeah. obviously, he's, he's like, guy, yeah. Cool. So obviously he's into Amelia Gray's butt, and so it's got into her head about her ass. So now she's posing with her ass out all the time, and her ass isn't that big. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I tell you what, I saw a recent photo of Kylie Kardashian. Does she keep putting shit into her thighs and butts? Because her her thighs are looking so big now. Her, like, saddlebag area. It just looks huge. Like, I don't understand. I think they just cinch their waist. So it makes their thighs look extra large. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Did you see that, like, little TikTok that Kylie and Kendall made? Uh-huh. That was kind of cute, though. It was kind of cute. But you just, like... And again, they've all been slammed about their Thanksgiving. Oh, why? What did they do for 
<laughs> Sorry, I got ice in my mouth. What did they do for Thanksgiving? Well, they all got together and gathered and celebrated Thanksgiving together where other families have been separated. Yeah, but... They can't all gather together. If they don't they, live together, they can't see each other. Well, but, I mean, don't they... Like, they see each other all the time, so, like... And they all live in the same neighbourhood, so I don't see what's wrong with that. Well, I think we kind of forget the restrictions that we used to be under. Yeah. But are yeah. Americans under those restrictions? I don't think they well, are. Well, there's a guideline. You can't tell Americans what to do. They'll remember that. Mm. You know what I mean? They're not as strict as what, you know, our government restrictions were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I went probably, like, what, a month and a half without seeing my parents. Yeah. You know, until things eased up, you know, which was hard at the time. And I, you know, I lived by myself. Yeah. I can only, can only have one person over at a time in my house. Yeah. But you I think I mean? we'll like But, the- like, you know, for Americans, they've got, you know, again, yes, they do all live close together and they do those rapid testing and they're like, oh, we do rapid testing and do it as safe as we can. That's fair enough. But, again, that's looking it all over social media, which, you know, I just think it's been poor taste again. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's just me. And they'll do the same thing for their Christmas party. You know what I mean? Like, other people that can't see their family and who are isolated. Yeah. You know, Kardashians don't care. Well, I don't think they probably won't have that big Christmas party they have every year, like with nah, friends and stuff. Think, yeah, they'll have their own. I think there'll be a little bit of friends. It'll be like it'll be like Kim's fortieth. You know what I mean? Like there'll be the extra people there. Yeah, it just won't be a huge one like they do every other year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the whole idea of that is just exhausting. Having a massive party on Christmas Eve, and then like turning around and then having to do a massive Christmas day. I know, that is exhausting. But I guess, is it really exhausting when everyone else does the work and all you have to do is show up? That's true. you got to remember, it's not like, uh, you know, maybe back in the day in the, you know. The little kids and yeah, just like, oh, and then turning around and going to breakfast and doing the whole thing again the next day. You're just like, oh. But that yeah. is their lifestyle, so they're all used to it. So their lifestyle is getting glammed and going to events. That's true. So... That's their work. It's not I'd like, like the- I'd like to give the challenge a go. Uh, yes, <laughs> please. I freaking I would love if someone came over to my house every morning at seven o'clock, did my hair and makeup, and then off yeah. I went to work. You know, came yes, home, told you what to wear, drove you to work. Yes, had a chef. When I came yeah. home, my dinner was ready. Like frick, yeah, the house was clean. Yes, kids were organized. Mm-hmm. Homework was done. Yeah. Yeah. You That's wouldn't. You wouldn't have to vacuum up after your rabbit. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> God help me. All right. Did you see this? Gabourey Sidibe is engaged. Who? You know Gabourey Sidibe, that um, that black actress. She was in Precious, and she won like she won the Oscar for that. No, and then she was in. You know, she's that like fat black actress. She's really big. Yeah. Precious, yeah, I know. Yeah, Precious. So she, I didn't know what her name was. Oh, uh, yeah. She's engaged to Brandon Frankel, who is this, like, cute, he's pretty cute, like, white, Jewish, um, and he's got, like, facial hair. He's pretty cute. You should look up a picture now while we're on the phone. And, um, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? I was like, oh, is he, like, a gold digger? But then I looked up. He's been in the music industry for 20 years. Like, he's... Instagram says he's an entrepreneur, but he's like, I think he's like in PR or something. Like he does PR for or marketing for music um, artists. Uh-huh. 
But like so they've been dating for ten months and now they're engaged and they seem super happy and they've got like three cats together that they've adopted and they're like just loving life. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for her. She's so cute because she was in that. She, I there was a show I used to watch with um Laura Linney, The Big C, where Laura Linney yeah. like had cancer and Gabrielle Sidibay was one of her school students and then she oh, had, yeah. and then she ended up coming to live with them. Yeah. And she was, like, really funny in that. I really liked that. Oh, oh, he's cute. He's got, like, cute little curly hair and a little beard. Yeah. And he's, like, just, he, like, because I looked through his Instagram, so he recently just cut his hair. So I think he cut his hair just before he, engaged, he proposed to her. Cute. So he's pretty cute. Like, he's my type. I would go for him. <laughs> so, oh, have you seen that Ben Affleck, like, they're saying that he's engaged to this whoever she is. Her name is Anna de Armas. I don't even know if she's an actress. Like, what is she? This little 20-something girl. I have no idea. And I'm just like, I, he didn't know what he had with Jennifer Garner, because I follow Jennifer Garner on Instagram. That woman gets up at 5am and bakes, like, fresh bagels for her children. I have seen that. She freaking loves it. Because she's, like, grew up on a farm, like, I don't know what where she's from but her parents are farmers so she i guess she's used to getting up early and her mum probably was like a you know a homemaker so she's sort of like even though she works and she does acting she's like a real like housewife yeah. and i'm just like ah oh, the life so she bakes she cooks all their meals it's all like she and she like and she's always trying out new things like she makes donuts from scratch she does bagels all the time she bakes all the bread from scratch like yeah. And they've got chickens, and then she goes home to visit her parents, and she, like, drives the tractor, and she, like, helps with the farm. Like, she's pretty cool. Yeah. I like her. She seems like a real, like, real mom. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, whenever she posts anything, any videos, like, she's got no makeup on, her hair's just, like, pulled back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and she's just a real, real person. That's right. And she put up with that disgusting, chain-smoking, dragon tattoo back, probably alcoholic Ben Affleck. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you really feel, I've never liked Ben Affleck. When everyone was like loving Ben Affleck, I was always a Matt Damon girl. But then now Matt Damon has turned out to be a real douchebag too. So whatever. They're both a bit douchey, to be honest. They are success too early. I think that's it. They didn't have to work hard enough. Yeah, assholes. But anyway, <laughs> oh, poor Prince. Harry and Meghan Markle suffered a miscarriage, and she's written yeah. a she's written a piece about it. I didn't actually read it, but then um, she got slammed for it. She got slammed for it, and Chrissy Teigen came to her came defense. To her defense, yeah. And I'm just like, who are these assholes who were slamming people for like writing an essay about having a miscarriage? Like, fuck off. Yeah, I thought that was in pretty poor taste. Like, I, you know, Meghan is my favorite person for multiple reasons, but. You know, if she's brave enough to come forward and say, this is what I've struggled with recently, yeah. again, to normalize it, to put it out there, to kind of, you know, help other women going through the similar situation, I think, you know, all, all power to her. So, yes. you know, the fact that people then criticize her because either she's handled it a way they think is inappropriate or she's done something they don't think she should have done. Everyone deals with grief differently. That's Everyone right. deals with that situation differently. Like, back off. Yes, and it also shows that fertility issues are not economic, you know, that it doesn't matter how much money you have, 
Doesn't yeah. matter where you're from. You know, no. the poorest of poor could have no fertility issues and the richest of rich could have. So it yeah. doesn't, yeah. And every, and like, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know what the statistic is, but most women have suffered miscarriages. 50, over 50% of women will suffer at least one miscarriage there in their go. fertility life, says the midwife in me. Yes. Oh, there you go. Yes, the expert. Well, I've had a miscarriage, yeah. so, yeah. you know. Like, it's, like, if you get 10 women in a room, half of them would have either had a miscarriage or will have a miscarriage in their life. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, and that's just, you know, a really, really common statistic. And some people suffer multiple miscarriages. Some people suffer one. Some people are lucky enough and they never suffer any. Yeah. So it's, you know shit yeah and it's you know horrible to deal with and everyone deals with it differently i think people just got to respect that keep their nose out of it that's right Mm. people need to stop having that keyboard courage and freaking think about how they would speak to someone in person and then that's the way that they should act on their like on their phones or whatever now my phone's ringing hang on okay that's my auntie hang on i'll come back okay sorry (laughs) you hung up on me yeah I, I didn't put it on hold, I was like, end and accept. And anyway. Okay. It was my auntie checking on me if I was on fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I just heard that North Bean was on fire, I had to ring and check on you. <laughs> like, yes, 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 I'm on. and then I could get her off, sorry. That's okay. Alright, uh, what were we saying? Megan Markle and the. Oh, yeah. Miss Harrison. But, um, yeah, so I just think people need to stop being assholes and just. Mm. Leave her alone. <sighs> yeah. Calm like, the leave fuck her down. Alone, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if everyone just left her alone, they'd go away. Yeah. For you sure. know what I mean? Like, she's, you know, not that she's attention seeking, but, like, if there wasn't such outrage, if it just came out and no one was outraged, no one would have known. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't be talking about it now if there wasn't, like, oh, how dare she? Mm, like, if exactly. Just left it alone and didn't turn it into a big thing. She wouldn't be getting all this attention, but people just can't just let it let it go. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, all right. Oh, next, another thing. Oh, okay. So, did you? So, you know who Candace Cameron Bure is, right? No, she's um DJ Tanner from Full House. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she does that. Well, I think it's over now, but she did Fuller House, the sequel. <laughs> Well, she's, like, super, super Christian, right? And she married this um, Russian hockey player she met through Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey, because Uncle Joey's really into uh, hockey. So when she was still doing Full House, she, like, met him when she was, like, 18 or whatever, and they got married when she was 21 or 20. And then they had three stunningly gorgeous children. One's, like... And, like, the little girl she had, she's, like, Natasha, the elder. She's an influencer. And then the two younger boys. There's one that's, like, super short, and he's, like, the hottest one. And then I think the tallest one is also a hockey player now. Well, anyway, so they're crazy Christians. And she, Candace Cameron Bure, posted a photo of her husband standing behind her, like, on a bridge or something in a park, and he's got his hands on her breast. And so, of course, the Christians are all in an uproar that she's po- posting inappropriate sexy photos on her Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, 
you know, she's like, we're married. We've been married for like 25 years. You know, the reason our marriage works is because we keep it sexy and fresh and fun. And like, you know, people need to stop being so judgmental. And I just think it's so funny because like, I mean, Christians, like, I don't know. I think people have... Christians are really like, not two faces in the right word. They, they just hold themselves to this really high standard. Yeah. And talk down to everyone else. Yes. But then, like, even amongst themselves, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a lot I'm of. A better, I'm a better Christian than you because you do X, Y, Z, and I don't. Yeah. Or I do this, so I'm better. Yeah, you there's a lot I mean? of like, there's a lot of judgment, and the thing is, yeah. One of the reasons that Christians get married so young is so that they, so can, they have can have sex. sex. <laughs> yes, exactly. Spend a lifetime together. They get married so they can do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not a good enough reason. Try before you buy. I say. Same. But you know, and also their youngest son, that hottie McCott hot one, he's engaged. And you know why? He's only like nineteen. So he can have sex with his girlfriend. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> it is weird. That is so odd. Like I follow this girl, she's an influencer on on Facebook and stuff. And Facebook, oh my god, how old am I? Instagram. Yeah. Um <laughs> and she's probably only like twenty one and she's married. Yeah. And again, I feel like there's this, you know, religious undertone to that. But I feel like they live with her parents. And she Ooh. has this, like, massive bedroom. You know, she'll do, like, a little, like, bedroom tour. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, legitimate children. You know what I mean? Like, they've got, like, all this, like, teenage stuff in their bedrooms. And, mm. like, that's his bookshelf with all his, like, you know, Star Wars toys and this and this and this. <laughs> on, and that's her bookshelf with all her Harry Potter stuff and la, 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 la. And they've got all these candles everywhere. There's, like, a huge room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the size of, like, you know, my entire, like, living room kitchen. Yeah. Is their bedroom. And they've got, like, the cat and everything else. But I'm like, you're living clearly in your parents' house. Yeah. You know, why get married at 2021 if you then got not only live with your parents, it has to be so you could just be living together and have sex. Of course, 100%. There's no other reason to do it. Yes. 100%. Like, the reason... Why couldn't he just move in and just, like, chill out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, don't get married. I know. Don't get married so young. I mean, well, my parents got married when they... They started dating when they were 18, and they're from very Catholic families, and they got married at 21, and it was so yeah. they could move out together. I mean, they're still yeah. married now, like, almost 50 years later. But that was the, you know, what, 70s, 80s? Yeah. Early 80s? No, yeah. late 70s. Like, my parents got married in the early 80s. Yeah. You know, they would, you know, after dating for three years. Like, my mom was 16 when they started dating, and my mom got married at 19. Yeah. That's Again. so young. So then, you know, then they moved out, like, bought yeah. a house, blah, 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 and they, you know, moved out of their parents' houses into then their marriage house. Yeah. But your parents so are like, still married, so it worked for them. Yeah. But again, it was a different time that yeah. you did. You know, I mean, they didn't travel. They didn't, you know didn't do anything else. Yeah. Like, you know, and it costs like, you know, 20 grand to buy a house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different times. Different times. But the interest rates back then were horrendous. Yeah, through the roof, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have like a 50% deposit and all that kind Yeah, of yeah, it was horrendous. Yeah, because my parents, like, they got engaged, then they bought the house together, and my dad moved in by himself and, like, fixed it up. And then, you know, the second they were married, my mum moved in. Yeah. But yeah, there's no way um, my nana. You can't live in sin. That's yeah. right. My nana would not have let them live together 
if they weren't married. No way. I remember when my cousin moved in with her boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Like, my uncle, it was scandalous. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're talking about, like, the early 2000s. <laughs> and I'm like, chill out. I'm like, their sins got married and had kids and, like, a la la. But, like, they lived together. Oh. It's just boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, it was scandalous. My family were like, ooh. But you know what's really weird? Even though my nana was, like, uber Catholic, I remember, like, because my eldest cousin, who was only nine years younger than my mum, so her first grandchild was only nine years younger than her youngest daughter. Um, she like had gone to stay with her and her boyfriend. Like, cause my cousin, like she's never been married and she always just has these long-term relationships. And I was like shocked. Cause like my Nana was showing us photos she'd taken. She had taken photographs of them kissing. And I remember when I was like seven or whatever, I was like, I was thinking in my mind, I was like, but isn't my Nana like crazy Catholic? Like, why is she loving taking photos of these two like, this boyfriend and girlfriend living in sin together. But she loved it. <laughs> weird. Yeah, it was weird. So, I don't know. A different standard, I guess. I guess. And, like, when I got pregnant out of wedlock, you know, with Holly, my nana's brother, Uncle Jack, the priest, he didn't care either. <laughs> I got no judgment from him. Hey, well, that's how it should be. Yeah. No dramas. I know. Let people live their own lives. That's right. But I was so scared to tell him. I thought he was going to, like, disown me or something. But, shun you. Yeah. yeah, shun me. Like, ugh, never come over to our house again. That's it. I never wish to see your face again. No. But you know what he had more of a problem with? <laughs> when I um, was, like, in my early 20s, I was doing a, a Bachelor of Arts, but with a psychology major. He... More of an issue with the psychology. Yes, he he was like, you've got to. He goes, make sure you do your research because some of that psychology stuff is very brainwashing. Like he had more of a problem with me becoming a psychologist than having a baby out of wedlock. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I just listened to. I don't know if it, I still can't work out if it was good. So I always listen to audio books. And uh, I downloaded like a like a sort of psychological thriller one called "The Stranger in My Bed" by Karen King, and it was like I don't think the writing is that good. The concept was good, but she repeats herself a lot. Like like even speeches, like they're repeated straight away again in the next chapter. I'm like, bitch, did you have a word count? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Why are you saying the exact same paragraph again? But the premise of the book. It's pretty juicy. So this woman is in an abusive relationship with her husband, and the book starts off with they have a fight. She He storms out. Um, she had been planning to leave him that night, and he gets into his car. Someone's cut the brakes, and he gets into a horrendous accident with a truck, like a truck plows into him. And then, so cut to, he's not dead, but he's in a coma in hospital. And then you hear the voice of the person who cut the brakes. Like, that person, like, um, comes into the book all the time and, like, cause he's, like, stalking or she's stalking he, um, the husband. And so you don't know who cut the brakes. He breaks into the house and he, um, they're, like, leaving messages to scare him. And the husband wakes up from the coma a few days later and the last two years of his memory are gone, which is the last two years he was abusing his wife. So he wakes up and he thinks it's the day after their honeymoon. 
typical. Yeah. So then, so he's not sure, like, who to believe. Like, he's not sure if he should believe his wife, like, that's telling him that he was abusive. But she's sort of downplaying it because she's um, thinking to herself, oh, you know, he's lost his memory. Now he can change and now he won't be horrible to me. Oh, no. He starts being horrible to her. So he's trying to unravel the mystery of who tried to kill him. She's also trying to work out who it was. And she's also trying to work out um, if he's going to abuse her again. And things start to happen. It's pretty juicy. Her sister gets involved. Um, you know, he finds out that he's been having affairs. He's like a school teacher. Like, he's a teacher at a university. And he finds out from one of his colleagues that he'd been having inappropriate relationships with his students. It's super juicy. But yeah, so if you're into like psychological thrillers, it's like an easy, like some of the chapters, they're like very short because it's like an audio book. Like some of the chapters are only like three minutes long. So there's a lot of chapters. There's like 55 chapters, but some of them are like crazy short. So it's like an, I think it'd be like an easy, like, you know, it's like a holiday read. If you were to read it, if you were to read it yourself. Yeah. Like something you'd buy like at the airport or something. But I think it would be a good, it would be a good, like, limited series. But yeah. Oh, speaking of limited series, I watched Flight Attendant, which we talked about last week with Kaylee Kawoko. Yep. And let me tell you, it's better than I thought it was going to be. I think they made the trailer seem like she was, look really stupid to coincide with her, like, Big Bang character. Like, Like, Penny. Persona. Yeah, like, so I think they wanted to get in the Big Bang fans. Like, see, she's not that different, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's a different character. And, to my surprise, that man that she wakes up next to murdered in the Bangkok Hotel is the older brother from Hill House. You know, ah. the, you know the oldest brother that does the, yeah, he writes yeah. the book? Yeah, yeah, I love him. Yeah, so he's the guy. And what it turns out that he... Uh, so after she wakes up and, you know, she finds him murdered in the bed and she runs away and gets back on her flight, she starts having, um, uh, she starts having hallucinate, um, <laughs> wait, how do you say it? Hallucinations. And he's, uh, yeah, I was going to say hallucinogens, but hallucinations and he's talking to her. So she gets like sucked back into the hotel room. And then, so he's laying in bed with his throat cut and he's talking to her and he's like going, come on, you can remember this. And you know, you you didn't black out the whole night and, like, he gives her clues as to piece together the night. Yeah. And it's really, really interesting. And then, um, so the first time you see him, he's all bloodied and gross and she's freaking out and she's like, how did I get back here, yada, yada. And then the next time you see him, he's just got the throat slit but there's no blood. And then the last time in the first episode you see him, he, there's nothing wrong with him and he he's able to actually get out of the bed and he walks around the room with her and talks to her. And it's, like, really interesting. I mean, all three episodes are on binge right now, so it must just be a mini-series. So it must just be the three episodes. Happy. I don't know. Well, you know, a lot of, like, a a lot of English, um, you know, productions do that, just do little mini-series. It's not, like, a super American thing to do, but, I mean, why would they release... More than three. Maybe they're just releasing them in little blocks. Maybe. But I don't know, a miniseries is three to six episodes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it's super juicy. I'm loving it. 
the montage at the beginning of like you know explaining that she's a big party girl and she's super drunk is really fun and then like so they don't show you their whole night so they have like a boozy night together and you, you don't see the whole night and like as she starts to remember with the help of the dead guy you start to piece together more and more okay and so That's i true. i definitely don't think she killed him no. i i think it was sort of like a i i kind of get the feeling it was a setup like she was meant to be with him and she's meant to be the patsy yeah so yeah so mm-hmm. because the, she's got like a friend in new york a lawyer that she calls on the phone all the time and she's really suspect and that's um, Zosha Mamet, you know, Shoshana from Girls. Which one's that? The really annoying, the younger one, the little Jewish girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember her? So she's like a, her friend and she's a lawyer in New York. And she's really suspect. Like, she's doing weird, dirty deals on the side. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So I'm actually going to finish the next two episodes. So I'll find out tonight if... It's just three episodes, or if it's more. Yeah, but yeah. If it's final or not, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I could Google how many episodes it's going to be. But you should definitely watch it because it's very juicy. Alright. And I think we should talk about. We forgot to talk about The Undoing last week. So, I can't really wa- remember what happened in episode four, but the last episode we watched, episode five, is The Trial. Yeah, The Trial's starting. The Trial's starting, and the way of they're not even going to try and prove that Hugh Grant is innocent. They're going to try and lay the blame on someone else. Yeah, they're going to put just the, you know, the seed of doubt in. Yeah, and I mean, like... you got to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, and mm-hmm. if you have doubt... That's right. And so the Hugh Grant's lawyer is is planted the seed of doubt that it could have been the husband of the dead woman. Yeah, which to me seems logical. It's always the husband. Realistically. Yeah, and like... And like I said to you, like, a couple episodes ago, I mean, he could have just left the older boy asleep in his bed, gone out with the baby, and bloody murdered that lady and come home. Yeah. For sure. either that or she was having an affair with somebody else as well. Yeah. And they saw Hugh Grant leaving Mm. and then was super jelly and they came in, they fought, and then he killed her. Yeah. And so we we sort of got a little tease, an extra tease that – um, this woman had psychological problems because the lawyer asks the husband on trial and he doesn't want to answer it. It makes him angry. And so you're like, mm, you know, I think she's been having affairs like probably their whole married life. Yeah. She's got... And he's either ignorant to it or doesn't want to think about it. Yeah. Or he was aware of it and he's just been seething in anger this whole time. Exactly. Mm. And it was kind of weird because there was a moment before the trial that Hugh Grant went to the husband to, like, sort of plead his innocence to the husband and let him know that he didn't do it and then sort of offers... It was a stupid idea. So stupid. so dumb. And then you think, why would such an intelligent man do it? But they've already established that he's a narcissist and his ego is quite large and so, like, he wouldn't think that, you know, what he was doing was anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, and there's a weird part where, like, so the baby that the husband is now looking after is Hugh Grant's biological child, and Hugh Grant offers to take the baby, and I'm like, what? Yeah. It is kind of weird, and I'm like, what, is Hugh Grant going to take the baby and, like, all by himself while he's on trial look after a baby? Like, weird. no way. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, God. But I'd be scared for the baby's, like, safety. I'd be like, maybe we should get the baby out of there. Yeah. What if he, like, hurt the baby? He was so angry and, like, he started to hate the baby. And he even says that he's been trying to love it, but it's been really hard. I know, yeah, that made me, like, like oh, no, mm. away. Yeah. And then there's, like, a real, the last ten seconds as you messaged me yeah. was super good. There's a nice... Ah. Juicy they reveal. Do that though, like, it's the last like fifteen, ten seconds of the episode that just go like what? Yeah. They just hit you over the head with something and you're like, Oh my god. I cannot wait till tomorrow to watch the fallout from that. Yes. It's gonna be so good. It's something very shocking, nothing I have predicted, nothing I ever no. thought about. No. It's it involves a character that I like thought had nothing to do with it. Yeah. The murder. But it's yeah. great. But then I also thought well, it also links into um, Hugh Grant's mother reveals to Nicole Kidman that she thinks that he's like a sociopath. That he doesn't have any feelings. Yes, and that the that he had been uh, looking after his four-year-old sister when he was 14 years old and the little girl ran out into the street and got hit by a car and died and that he, he had felt no remorse for it and showed no guilt. Showed no guilt, showed no grief. Showed no grief. And I'm just like, like but the way she, yeah. but the way she also said it seemed like it was. I mean, obviously judgmental, but like it made it seem like no one really asked him either. Like they just, she said that we waited for him to show these yeah. signs, but like, no, did but they, they're British, but like, yeah, lips, like we just would have sat back and waited for him to just yeah. like crack it. Yeah, and like never did. Yeah, you know if you know that happened in my family if. <laughs> my youngest daughter ran out and got killed, I would be asking my eldest daughter, you know, how are you feeling? Are you okay? I would be telling her it wasn't her fault, but the mother did blame him. Mm. Like she says, uh, he killed her. Yeah. I don't know, but a kid could run out onto the street with a parent watching them. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. It's not like he pushed her in front of a car. He was making himself a sandwich. Yeah. And a four-year-old is at the age where you would go into another room and leave them. Like, you're not always got your own a four-year-old. No. So, I mean, I think that's real Especially hard. At home. Yeah, and I think it's super harsh of the mum to blame him for her death. But we shall see. That's the environment he grew up in. Yeah. No wonder he turned out the way he did. Exactly. Yeah. Very juicy. Loving this show. Yeah, but you say, yeah. Very... Yes, well, and also, Saved by the Bell, the new series, is on Stan. Mm-hmm. So I haven't I haven't watched it. Oh, no, actually, I did. I watched the first ten minutes, and it actually seems really funny. So I th- might give it a go f- in the week. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah, well, you never were really into it in the beginning, no. so, like, the original it series. super cheesy. Oh, yeah, it's super cheesy. But the first show was super cheesy. Yeah, no. Not into the cheese. <laughs> the cheese factor seems a bit too high for me. Okay. You can watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it and I'll report back. How's um okay. that how's that SEAL team show you're watching going? Ah, loving SEAL Team, up to season two now. <laughs> where is it I on Ben? Like, now I've like caught up to like where I was watching it on television, so now I'm remembering stuff as it's going on. I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember this. So oh. I like, have it on in the background while I'm like doing other things on my phone and just like resting and chilling out. So it's How, a good background uh, wh- show. When was the show made? What years? 
Only like recently. Oh, so you saw it on TV? What channel was it on? Channel 9. Okay, I've never heard of it. Mm. I had missed probably the first six or eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, I sort of caught it, like, beginning, like, a quarter of the way through season one when I was watching it on telly. Yeah. So now I've, like, gone back and I'm like, ah, that's why. <laughs> Made more sense. Okay. Made more sense. But, you know, I thoroughly enjoy. I think the guys are just hot. Like, and it, I'll have a little bit of, like, war and a little bit of, like, shooting guns and... Oh, so it's set in war times. It's, like, in, like, what, are they in Afghanistan or somewhere? Yeah, so they're, like, a seal. They're, like, a, you know, Navy SEALs. Yes. And then they, if they're not being deployed, so they had one point where they were deployed to Afghanistan for, like, three months and then they did their little jobs and stuff there. Yeah. But when they're, like, at home, they send them out on, like, little, like, jobs. So, like, you know, they send them out to, like, you know... There's Americans stuck out here. We got to go save them, or we got to go out here and like do this job. And so they fly out there, and then they fly back. Ah, so it's sort of like a, like a, um, what was that show with um? Oh God, with um? Oh God, <laughs> trying to think. It's got like, um, it had like that girl in the lab with like the black piggy tails that goth girl. Oh, like NCIS. Oh, uh, NCIS, that's it. Is it I sort of like that? Yeah, sort of. I yeah, loved like NCIS. Military, but they're like, you know, a little team and they go off and they, you know. So is it more about, is it more saving, like it's not crime sort of thing? Yeah, it's more like, yeah, yeah, it's more like saving people or, you know, like so-and-so has been bombed or this bit, bit, you know, there's all hostages here and, Okay. You know, la la la. You know, they had to go save Americans. They're on an oil rig and all this kind of thing. So oh, okay. Every day, every episode is different, and then you got your underlining story, okay. storyline at the beginning of the episode and at the end of the episode, kind of thing as well. And they're all hot. I think so. Okay. Well, like the main guy's hot. You know, what's his name? Um, the dude from Angel. Oh yeah. That yeah. That. Yeah, that Croatian David, guy. What's his name? Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. And then, like, the young guy, he's hot too. So the one, the other guys, you know, there's nothing to write okay. about. But I just like it. Okay. Sounds good. Well, oh, December. I'm my time. So, well, it's December on, the, on Tuesday, so are we going to start getting into the Christmas movies? I just, the whole idea of all those Netflix. Hallmark movies just makes me want to vomit. Oh, no. I don't watch that crap. No. Like, I watched the other day, I actually watched White Christmas with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, which is, I think, on Netflix or Stan, and I was freaking loving it. Yeah, like, I watched Elf while I put my Christmas tree up. Oh, I hate that movie. Because it was the only one on Netflix that I was like, I just wanted to watch that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I'll kind of I'll probably watch a few. Mm. But not too many. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> you're, you're too tired this year to enjoy Christmas. Yeah, like, I'm just like, oh. Whereas I am full of the Christmas spirit. <laughs> no, I don't. Next year I'm full of the Christmas spirit, not this year. <laughs> okay. This year I'm just like, you know, alright, I'll listen to Christmas carols in the car. I've heard of that. Yeah. Other than that, I'm like, maybe it'll catch on as the December oh, days roll through. Speaking of Christmas carols, I saw on YouTube randomly 
one of your favorites, Casey Musgraves, with Troy Savan doing a song called Glitter or something from her Christmas show. Oh, it is so good. Is it called? Let me see. Is it called Glitter? I'll look it up and you're going to have to watch it as soon as we finish. But it is so good. Like, she's wearing a gorgeous, like, um, Barbie pink sort of cowgirl outfit and, like, Troy Savannah's is in, like, an emerald green sparkly suit. Oh, it is good. Let That's me... cool. Casey Musgrave Christmas. Let me see. Oh, it's, yeah, it's called Glittery from Aww. the Casey Musgrave's Christmas show featuring Troy Savannah. And I freaking love Troy Savannah. Me too. Oh, no, it's great. You need to watch that straight away. Okay. Okay. All right, so I hope you guys didn't mind our over-the-phone episode. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jess wasn't going to leave her house. <laughs> no, no one is a fire, so Okay, all right, bye-bye. Bye.